It's when... so funny to me to think about like a young 20 year old male oh, so shooting true. weddings by himself. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. Your I mean, work was really good though. Well, I mean, you. for <laughs> the circumstances. <laughs> I had a buddy say, just don't miss the kiss. Don't miss putting the ring on and don't screw up the family photos. I was like, all right, got this. Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest-perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bride to Ben. Today I'm honored to have you all meet Julian and my wedding photographers, Jeff and Lindsay. Jeff and Lindsay are husband and wife photography team based in Ventura, California. With backgrounds in photojournalism, business management, and psychology, Jeff and Lindsay bring their knowledge, personalities, creativity, and the ability to help their clients feel completely comfortable in front of the camera. These two are one of the raddest couples we've met. After getting to know Jeff and Lindsay this past year, they aren't just our wedding photographers. They've become our friends. I'm pretty sure Lindsay and I have been texting or DMing each other every weekend since our wedding in September. Oh, <laughs> true. Jeff, I know, it's so true. <laughs> it's so lovely to have you both on Bride to a Ben. Oh, thanks, Em. That was such a sweet intro. Oh my God. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're so stoked. This whole thing that you're doing is so cool. Yeah. I love it. Appreciate you both willing to be on it and sharing your 2020 experience and probably 2021 experience to some extent. We'll see though. You got a baby on the way. Yes. <laughs> Three more months. Three more, Three more months. months. You're Countdown. on the home stretch. Xing off the days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But because you're a husband and wife duo, before we get into your business, we'd love to hear because this is how we start off every bride and groom or just couple in general, how they met. We'd love to hear how you two met. Well, it was almost 10 years ago, which is crazy. It's almost yeah. been a decade. It's pretty wild. I mean, the romantic version is we met, we're both ocean lifeguards or we were at the time. So the romantic version is that we met on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Very Baywatch. <laughs> Watching sunset. But, yeah. <laughs> but how would you say we met? Uh, You're more candid about it. We were actually both teaching junior lifeguards. And it was, we had this like week-long class where we got to learn how to basically not let kids drown in the ocean and have a good time. So we just kind of got to know each other in that time. And we were both instructors for the kiddos. Instructors, yeah. And then at the end of it, there's a big party and we hit it off at the party, had a great night that night. And then was that shortly after that, you invited me out to Catalina. Right? Yeah. So at the time, Jeff was working in Malibu and I was working on Catalina Island and I lived on Catalina for the whole summer. And then at the end of the program, I was like, oh, we both have some time off if you want to come out and visit. I'll yeah. show you around the island. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty cool. Our first date was actually scuba diving. So it was our first. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. She uh, she took me down pretty deep. <laughs> 
That was very cool. It, it was it, really it was... gnarly, actually, because I mean, you have to get like certified to scuba dive. I had just gotten certified, and he—I hadn't dove in probably five or six years. And okay, and our the guy was like, "You got this, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm cool." I'm well, like, it, it was one of our my friends from that summer, and he was like, "Oh, just go get whatever gear you want, and you guys can just go do whatever you want." <laughs> and we, it was like a night dive. You have to have like special certification to do that. It was gnarly. Like oh my we should God. not have been diving by ourselves. But we had a great <laughs> but we time. Did. It was just, great. We lived. <laughs> just connected. And the whole time we were there, we were basically sharing like this twin bed. So, you know, snuggling with <laughs> or spooning was very standard. And it's become a standard in our relationship. <laughs> if we don't go to bed spooning, something's wrong. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. But so. it was... I guess I'll just add, cause I feel like the beginning of our relationship was kind of like you're in Julian's, like we had connected that summer and we were living together by October. Oh yeah. Okay. And we were just kind of like instant marriage, I guess, family. I don't know. I mean, we didn't get, yeah, we didn't get married for four years, but we lived together right away, which was nice. Yeah. Very similar. I know. It's kind of crazy when you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I always tell, I always tell people like, everyone's story everyone's relationship is different and you just have to be true to yourself and true to what feels right for you and your partner yeah love it all right so now everybody knows how you met but it's funny because you are far from covid couple in terms of getting married during this pandemic since you've been married for six years i think right yeah, five. there's five in october five. yeah okay october what third nice okay the mean girl of- day i guess <laughs> I do not know that. What? It's, I love it. Never, you can definitely cut this. <laughs> We're definitely keeping this because I'm sure a lot of people know about Mean Girls Day. Unfortunately, I'm not as aware of it, but I do see it trending at times. <laughs> so I guess there, it's like on October 3rd, he was wearing, I don't know, a blue shirt. So I don't know. It's a line from the, everyone posts memes on our anniversary. I'm like, okay. Oh, but I we think. also share an anniversary with Barack and Michelle Obama, which is pretty cool. Ooh, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Love <laughs> it. You're pretty much best friends at that point. Yes. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit how you got Jeff and Lindsay photography started. So I actually didn't really get into shooting photography with the idea of shooting weddings. So I went to Brooks Institute, graduated in 07. What's Brooks it, Institute? With- yeah, so Brooks Institute was a photography school started in the 50s in Santa Barbara. It actually primarily was was still photos and a lot of editorial stuff because it was like I I wanted to travel. I wanted to shoot photos and that was a great way to pay for my travels. So uh, as soon as I graduated, I realized I needed some income and a buddy of mine was getting married. So I was like, Hey man, I'd love to shoot your wedding. I'll charge you 500 bucks. He's like, man, that's kind of steep. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know, I mean, you're going to get X amount of photos and this and that. And I feel like I did a pretty good job, but when it came to the business aspect of it and just marketing, I was terrible. <laughs> I mean, my website probably still says that was built in 2005, probably still says under construction, you know, I don't even know if you could find <laughs> Jeff Thornton photography, but yeah. So, you know, moving forward, I would shoot a couple weddings and bank all that cash and then just travel and shoot as many photos as I could around the world and then start selling those photos stock or trying to get those photos into magazines and then I'd come home and try to get a few more weddings. But it's when- so funny to me to think about like a young 20 year old male oh, so shooting true. weddings by himself. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. 
Your I mean, work was really good, though. Oh, I mean, God. for <laughs> the circumstances. I had a buddy say, just don't miss the kiss. Don't miss putting the ring on. And don't screw up the family photos. I was like, all right, got this. I can do this. <laughs> you came with your checklist every time. Yeah, but I like I had never been to a, I had I was I think the first wedding I was in, I was like five years old. I was the ring bearer and I was wearing like a Polish outfit. Like I have no recollection of that wedding other than my hands sweating because I had this little pillow that was holding the ring. Like I had no <laughs> idea. So flash forward some years, Lindsay and I met and she had always had an interest in photography. Well, so we met in 2011 and he was like, oh, I went to school for photography. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I was such a like interested fan girl, always had cameras, always was like the one with cameras growing up in college. Are you laughing? Because we just looked through all of my old photos. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were they fabulous? Yes. Uh, that's one word. <laughs> There's no shame. Yeah, no shame. And so when we met, he would always have his like big professional camera with us. Which just just carried around like it was a wallet. Like Literally on hikes, everywhere. on camping trips, on travels. And he slowly kind of like showed me how to use them. So then I guess flash forward, I would see you do like freelance stuff. So he shot for like restaurants and yeah, I've done just some, some random freelance stuff. Yeah. And he would like just seal the deal with a handshake and completely underprice himself. No <laughs> contracts, no nothing. Yeah. And my undergrad was in business. And I was like, what are you doing? This is not how you run a business. This isn't sustainable by any means. So I kind of always had that in the back of my head. And then we got engaged in 2014, started planning our own wedding and that was kind of like the it was a big eye opener. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had a we sh you shot a wedding right before we got married and I went along to help and like assist cuz by that time I was like pretty prof proficient with all the cameras. Mm -hmm. And just from like planning our own wedding and having a very different eye, a female eye, I worked with the bride a little bit. We're like, "Oh, this is great. This is really fun." And they love their photos. I mean, I don't know. We just kind of <laughs> sat down and was just like, that was really fun. Yeah. Like, we could do this. I remember yeah. you saying like, like, we can make this a business. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, we're going to, this is going to happen. I have a feeling this is going to happen for us. And it did. <laughs> yeah. We shot that wedding together before we got married in 2015. And then right after we got married, we had like, I kind of just put a thing out to a couple of our friends and we're like, we're going to try shooting together and see how that goes will you guys be our guinea pigs <laughs> yeah guinea pigs and yeah. so we had like four ish shoots for the rest of that year and then that was it and then the ball really started rolling 2016 was oddly and like we people just hired us with very little i mean we had all of your prior work to show as like an example and then we didn't have a just, lot yeah we didn't have much recent work and yeah. it was just word of mouth and and people had seen all of our like travel stuff and yeah, kind of true. lifestyle stuff and I think trusted that like they obviously people knew we like could take good photos yeah. and I think we had a bride ask us to to send her some of our like wedding work and we're kind of sitting in front of my hard drive both of us like we are sitting right now and she's like what the heck are we going to send her like you have like four <laughs> weddings 
I was like, well, let's just send well, her no, some of my travel stuff. No, I wanted to send no, her. No, we couldn't access all of your old hard drives. Oh, yeah, my hard drives all crashed. Yeah. So oh, we only no. had. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. I really don't have any <laughs> work to show besides a bunch of crashed hard drives that need to well, get. Well, and all of our printed photos, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it, I was like, well, let's, I had set up a portfolio of what to send her. And there's all these traveling photos, details and stuff. And like, oh, they're going to love it. It shows like my versatility. And you're like, no, I don't give a shit about that. They, they want to see this, 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 this. I'm like, okay, she does know her stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She knows what's up. Which was nice though, because we, so basically he has so much talent and he kind of showed me the ropes. And I mean, I have talent too. No, oh, you do. But I really have the business. I gave it like the business framework and really created something that is going to work for us and really be sustainable and grow. And so we brought these two yin and yang things together uh-huh. that wouldn't work if we didn't have each other. That's awesome. That's key though, right? Because one of you needs to have the business acumen piece yeah. of it to make sure it's making money and functioning properly. And you're not just, you know, do, giving a handshake deal. Jeff. Right. And like (laughs) vastly underpricing. And, you know, he didn't even down to like all of the online stuff that we use to like get our galleries out and like Mm -hmm. all the editing stuff. It's, it was just, just didn't really learn that stuff, which is crazy to me. Four years out of photography school, it's crazy, but I got the business degree. So we, we good. That's awesome. So what were you doing prior to that? Jeff, it sounded like you were kind of doing it work some weddings here and there, go travel and so forth. But then Lindsay, at what point did you, what were you doing before this, I guess? <laughs> so before this, I was a marriage and family therapist. MFT, what was? Yeah. So I had a private practice. And before that, I was working in middle schools as a counselor, which was really intense work. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That must have been quite a pivot to leave both of those and just all these weddings. Yeah, it was a huge pivot, but it was a nice pivot because I feel like working in weddings and working being an MFT are two such polar opposite energy systems. You know, it's really hard work being a therapist and it's it's can be really draining and all the things and weddings are the complete opposite. So yeah, right now where we are, yeah. Having babies and being pregnant and having, you know, being at this stage of life, like weddings are really sustainable right now. Yeah. Whereas I don't think I could be a full-time therapist right now with little ones. So just with the weight of the work yeah, mentally. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's for sure something I plan on going back to one day. Oh, really? Nice. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you you stopped that. You went full-time, your company that you guys built. It's just the two of you? Yes. Yes. I paused because it's a constant conversation. Oh, if we're going to yeah. hire an assistant or what that's going to look like. Can yeah. we take on more? Can I take on more? How are we? Get, how would we make that work? What can I outsource? You know, it's a constant conversation, but... It's the two of us. I get a little bit of help with editing, but for the most part, it's just the two of us. Yeah. Okay, cool. And is this a full-time gig for the both of you now at this point? So it's full-time for me. And it's what, 20% for me? (laughs) No. (laughs) I get my 20, I get my, uh, my 20% 20, financial. I get my 20%, (laughs) my slice of cake, my dinner 
and a nice bed to sleep in. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think we fed you at our wedding, <laughs> and we made you guys stay late. <laughs> oh no, really? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. No, we bailed. You guys were. Oh yeah, you, you guys were having the salad. It's okay. We were having the salad. We missed missed all of our (laughs) I was just, at that moment, I was still obsessing over your guys' origami. The cranes. Massive wall. Do you guys still have that? So we do, but it's all all the cranes. Just for everybody that doesn't know, we had a thousand cranes. It brings good luck to the couple. And so we took all those cranes and put them back in a bag. They were all hung up on this beautiful wood frame. But I mean, there was no other way to transport them. So actually the frame is still down in Southern California with Julian's parents at their house. And then all the actual origami cranes are with us at our house. That's <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. It what was so beautiful. Are you guys going to do something with them? You have to. Your parents work so hard on them. I know. Yes. And my parents made, I think out of the thousand, probably 750 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. After they had just made my sister help make my sister's thousand, I, because I'm demanding human being and wanted my own thousand. <laughs> that's a lot of, ne- that's a lot of, that's a lot of Netflix and folding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best that my yeah. parents are, are the best, but yeah, they really are. Yeah. Some- oh my gosh. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. As you know, Julian and I still manage to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. Should we dive into some of this pandemic stuff? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So how many weddings did you actually have booked for 2020 originally? For 2020, originally, originally we had, I want to say like 25. We usually try and cap it there. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back and look. That's still a solid amount though. 25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, that's about how many we've taken for the past three ish years. And that's a lot. I mean, that's a full, yeah. That's a full year. (laughs) How OCD I am with editing. It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that because our editing was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Our pictures turned out amazing. Go check it out. (laughs) We've been posting a lot. (laughs) Okay. So once the shelter in place was announced, did you guys think that this was going to be a whole year of reduced weddings or things shifting around? How did you take shelter in place at first in March? I, it's so funny because I was just going back through our Instagram and reading my posts from February and March. And I was like, we're going to be fine. All good. And it was like, oh my God, 
we just had eight weddings postponed. And then, you know, you just see the like escalation of the whole situation. But no, we no. even up until like, I think our first postponement was April 10th. And it's crazy to think back on that time because it was just it was so unknown and so scary and people just, no one had any idea what the heck was going on. And it was just bad news after bad news after like tough conversation after tough conversation. It was just, it was wild. It was a wild time. Yeah. How many of the 25 were either canceled or postponed? We shot four before March. And then I think we have 12 postponements for next year. Okay. With so couple, I need to do the math. And a couple of dates are still floating. And then we right? had, yeah, we had a couple still floating. And then we had a couple new bookings throughout the year, which I, I can talk about later. But people that were having international weddings that ended up having them in California and had like a really short time frame for booking, like booked us within like two months and got married two months later, yeah. which is unusual. Like usually you have like a year or more. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of situations like that. It was just, I mean, we're still trying to figure out a couple of our postponements from like the spring that still don't know what they're going to do. They're just like, we don't know how to handle this still. And so they're just up in the air with planning. Yeah. Well, we have one couple specifically that they work in the medical. Well, she's a resident and her schedule is just super demanding and... And there's a lot of other factors, but they're still trying, we're still trying to figure it's out. It's hard there. to pin down a date. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely, this has been a definitely a time where like Lindsay's communication business and like marriage and family therapy skills have really come on board because it's now it's, you have a moving target. You also have like, like kind of the sadness and the hopelessness of that these couples have of like trying to figure out like oh my god we locked all this stuff down i thought we were good and all the while they're trying to keep their lives from falling apart financially their careers whatever it is or they're stuck at home now with their fiance and the dog or whatever and it's like holy crap i did not plan on spending this much time with you all of a sudden yeah we should probably talk about that one too that was a crazy one we had one fully canceled just like because it just wasn't yeah it like it literally like the relationship imploded it was kind of sad because they've been together That's for the, a really long time the first time. time we've ever ever had that but i mean going back to it sorry i digress just really with Lindsay, just working with people it's it's we were talking about this earlier and one of the big things we've with shooting weddings you have x amount of weddings they're like bigger projects they take a long time mm-hmm. but you you kind of chip away at that project each day and that has shifted to all of these just balls up in the air, trying to juggle them and, you know, not letting any of them fall at one time. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention, we've got a 21 month old running around the house, literally screaming. Because <laughs> she's my child. <laughs> yeah. She from one of you. <laughs> hard to sing that energy. So kudos to you, Lens, for all that, Aww, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely has been a transition of more office type work, more logistical type stuff, as opposed to more like mostly heavy editing. Like my days used to be just editing. And this year it's just been so much other stuff. Emails. <laughs> Emails and Text. phone calls and, yeah. you know. And it's more of just trying to like 
rejiggered the schedules around now because people have postponed. And then obviously you're having a little one in the new year, a new little one in the new year. So how is that also playing a part into the people postponing? So that's a very good question. You know, with the baby coming, we have to have pretty strict just restrictions on our exposure to people until she's here. So, and then postpartum also, like that's a sacred time that we take very seriously and I'm not gonna, you know, do anything to jeopardize a bonding time with our baby. So, I mean, we have like two and a half months that we're not doing any work. Yeah. And so we've ran into a little bit of scheduling around that, which has been really, really hard because Jeff and I, we care so much about all of our couples and we want to make it work for everyone and be flexible and not make this harder on anyone that it's already been because rescheduling a wedding is impossible to think about. And so it's been hard for sure. Yeah. These past couple of weeks specifically, just with the spike, the COVID spike in this month has, it's all very fresh right now. So thank you for asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a couple of things that are like still floating because we're not really sure. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Hoping these vaccines roll out fast. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't want all the people that what we just experienced have to go through it next year as well. It's just kind of like, oh gosh, people need to be cut a break on something in life here. So from a business side, you said it changed. Like how have you guys had to like readjust your business strategy to keep things moving. And, and Jeff, I know that you have a full-time job somewhere else, but I'm just curious, like, have you really had to think about your business in a different way to bring in income for the year? So we definitely have shifted from our bigger weddings. We don't usually take on smaller shoots or we'll do like a very select few throughout the year, only for past couple, like our wedding clients that want family photos or maternity. And this year we just opened it up and were able to really take on anyone that wanted smaller shoots. So that's been actually kind of a silver lining because we've gotten to connect with so many of our past couples and new people, new families that has been like so nice this year when we like don't really see anyone. Yeah. Yeah. it's fun to like all people. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> Let's it's, chat. It's fun to it's fun to view people's trajectory and then see where they land on point to point to point. So it's like we shot a family and they've had two twin boys, and it's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to think that. Like, just I mean, we all kind of know this is where it leads our lives. You know, you 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 fall in love, you get married. And then you grow your family however you'd like. But it's really cool to see it and live it and be it and like hold it. Well, you know, it's just, you know, social distancing and all. <laughs> it's just really cool. And that's been a really exciting part of this time for us. Like I was saying earlier about weddings being these big projects that you chip away at. You know, these family shoots are small. They're very intimate. Some of them are just like literally catching up with old friends. And that's so cool. It it has yeah. taken out the lonesomeness of this time. And I'm sure a lot of people, other photographers and other vendors that have 
pivoted can say the same. Yeah. Well, I feel lucky that we've still been able to have some client contact while still being able to like, I mean, we wear masks and keep our distance. So everything feels really safe, but it's definitely been like such a silver lining to this year. Yeah. And like, it's important for us to get to know our wedding couples. So our wedding couples, like you guys are like best friends now, like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important for us throughout the wedding process, because we're going to be with you guys on such big parts of your day. We want you to feel comfortable with us. And so those relationships don't go away after your wedding. And so getting to connect year after year and see babies. Oh, my God. See, like these little creatures that our amazing brides and grooms or our couples make is just like the best. It's so special. That's awesome. One day we got one day. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll make our way down to Ventura. You have to come up to the Bay Area and yes. Definitely. Oh, have a, and a, a baby travel. Yes. And a heartbeat. <laughs> so that I would say that was like a long answer to kind of how we pivoted. That's been like, I guess financially, we've been able to take on a lot more. It hasn't fully offset our weddings by any means, but it's been I feel lucky that we've been able to that we have that option Mm because I feel like a lot of other vendors in the wedding industry don't really don't have a lot of options. Yeah. I, I actually interviewed a photographer recently too. And, and she also took that other, that approach as well. And I was like, that is so smart to open it up to beyond weddings. Is it something that you might continue on or like once things open back up, are you going to be like, okay, we're just going to focus on weddings again? It's a good question. We've actually been talking about about that a lot because yeah. these past three months especially have been really busy. And so we'd have like a couple shoots a week, whereas usually we have like one wedding and maybe one other shoot. And so it's just been kind of like it just changed the energy shift because there's a lot more planning on my end for smaller shoots. So, you know, we're helping our clients like figure out what they want to wear, where we're going to shoot, like all those like little pieces. Whereas for weddings, we have our amazing planners like Jane who does all that for us. So it takes like a lot of legwork out of it. Yeah. So it's, it's still, I don't know, a lot of work in a different way, but moving forward, we'll probably have to cut it again to just people that we've already taken yeah. of. Yeah. Like our past brides. Yeah. We'll just because it's just, you know, you got to have some balance. You need some work-life balance for sure, especially with another nugget coming into the picture. Yes. Totally. Yes. Woo. I'm so excited <laughs> for you guys. Can we also just talk about real quick that I'm pretty sure I saw when we were getting married and I was getting ready in the suite, you like say something to our videographer and I didn't want to assume, but I think I heard, I was like, I think she just said she's pregnant. I like whispered to my mom. I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Lindsay just said she's pregnant, but I don't want to assume. I was like, it's kind of maybe a little pump, but uh. <laughs> and then you like announced it on, on oh Instagram. And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I don't know. I'm so weird in the fr- I don't know. I'm just weird in the beginning of the pregnancy. It took us a really long time to get pregnant with Finley and it's just a tender time. And I also know all of our couples getting married. You don't want one more thing on your plate to think about. And I don't want anyone. Well, so it's not concerned. our day. Yeah. It's not know. our day. I don't want it. I don't want us to be a factor in any way. So. Oh, you're really thoughtful. I would have been really happy to talk about your pregnancy, <laughs> even though I don't. <laughs> even though you said you weren't feeling too hot during that time of period, so you really held it together. I must say, I had 
wouldn't have known. <laughs> no, I tell you, all of our shoots are during that first trimester when I'm really sick. It's like I just have all of the like happy endorphins. Yeah. And I'm just so stoked to be like, I don't know. I just feed off the energy of the day, which is thank God. Cause then it's like we go They're home and I crash. Yeah. You just crash so Bless. hard. Oh. Well, we appreciate yeah. we appreciate you powering through. <laughs> of course. Okay, so obviously this year has been challenging. What would you say has been probably the hardest thing during this pandemic with just running your business? I mean, this is more kind of talking on, I think, your behalf, Lens, but just the rescheduling and just really trying to nail things down and working with all the other vendors. I mean, not not necessarily you're not emailing other vendors, but everyone's date has to line up. And so I feel like that's been pretty stressful. And I mean, there's, you know, the 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 mental, like mental health aspect of it too. I mean, there's I mean, you're just seeing all these weddings postpone. You have to admit it kind of it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. You know, 100%. I mean it's not and Lindsay was really good about being flexible and being like, listen, guys, like we're going to work with you. We're going to make this work. You guys are getting married and we're going to shoot it. And we're just, we enjoy this relationship. We want to continue this relationship and we want to see this day happen as much as you guys want to see this day happen. We can attest to that because <laughs> we, we had, we had that spiel. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that being said, it, it's, it's still hard to just see things get pushed away because I remember when Lynn's and I were engaged and we were tossing around all the things that were important to us when we got married. And, you know, there are just so many times where I'd like break down and say, I just want to be married to you. And I just want, that's what I got in this for. I mean, I just want to get up there in front of all my best friends and family and profess my love and whatever, you know, and, and just get this happen. So like I, I did this, I, but, and, and to think of it in an empathetic way, like what our couples are going through, they have to be going through something like that times 10, you know, because like I was saying earlier, everything else is, can be crumbling around you all the while. And it's just like, damn, man, I just want to be married. Like that's, you know, I made up my mind. I got yeah. my person and my person's not going anywhere. Yeah, You know, I didn't think you were going to go anywhere, but I was just like, so thinking about that for our clients, is, you know, it can take the wind out of yourselves for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like really feeling for every, everything that everyone's yeah. going through has been hard. Sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, obviously like on a very boring level, like financially, we've lost so much money this year. And it was really scary in the beginning because it was like, we lost all of our income for two, two or three months, like right off and like that, which was really stressful. And, but on, on the flip side of that, like what that taught us, I think was just, I don't know, having a really healthy savings. And I mean, we had a savings at that point, but just making sure like we were really, really doing yeah. good in that respect and yeah, that nest egg growing somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and just knowing like, okay, if this is going to continue, like we, you know, we need to make sure we're good. So I would say that was very stressful in the beginning. Yeah. You can't deny it. No one can deny it. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. That's a given. Yeah. We're pretty silver lining. I know we're pretty <laughs> silver lining people. Yeah. You guys are. You talked about a little bit about like mental health 
how are you guys like through this time, especially in the beginning when you were like, oh my gosh, literally two months, three months of income just out the door. Have you still balanced mentally during this? Started hiking again. That was kind of nice. Wait, Ooh. we started hiking again? What well, are you we talking like, about? We never about, stopped. We, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> it's just something that it's just something that we could all do. And now we can we can bring our daughter and she's getting a little more comfortable in her backpack. So she's like, you know, digs it. I don't know. Started going on little weekend trips, doing things that we were doing before we were going crazy running a business, you know. Yeah. Things like that. I, I mean, I think in the beginning, I'm trying to think back in the beginning, like we really like I got out all of my art stuff from when I was working in the middle oh, yeah. in the middle schools. And Jeff and I were literally like doing our adult coloring books and yeah, we did going on walks every day, going on bike rides every day. And we're really lucky we live on the beach. So we go on beach walks a yeah. couple times a day. And I think also a big silver lining of this year has been this forced balance. And I think that that is such a transition going from being like doing life at warp speed and like being so busy. It takes your body a while, month, two months to really slow down and really sink into a slower pace. And so being forced to do that was hard in the beginning on top of all the anxiety about money. But once we got into that, I was like, it's like your nervous system just, it's like an exhale. Decompresses. Yeah. Sure. And I was like, this is, and then we were kind of in this place where we were able to be a little bit more present and grounded in what was going on. And that's when we started taking on more family and more different, like smaller shoots. And then it's like, once we got into May, I felt like we were in a good place as far as like being able to like have a couple shoots a week, super mellow, go do our thing mm -hmm. and just, I don't know, sink into that balance a little bit, bit more. It was nice. It was really nice. Mm. And then the self-care was just more automatic instead of like forced when we're like super, usually like really busy with editing and stuff. Yeah. How do you think you're, once it picks back up again in 2021, hopefully, fingers crossed, can you try to remain some of that balance in your life? That is the million dollar question, girl. I hope. <laughs> right? I think I we hope. all feel that way. <laughs> well, and our whole life is about to change with baby number two coming. So, yeah. you know, that's why the fourth trimester and the postpartum period is really important to like, you got to adjust to your new family. You need to give that space and time with no work. So that's number one is like adjusting to being a family of four. Yeah. And making sure our daughter, our oldest transitions and is thriving and doing well. And then hopefully work will pick back up and then we'll approach all of that as it comes. But our girls are number one, our babies. Yeah, definitely. Love. Yeah. Yes. Love it. <laughs> so what's a, some advice you would give couples that are just continuing to plan as we're still in this pandemic, we are in a rise in cases right now, right? What is advice you would give them? Advice to give to couples that are grinding it out. I mean, obviously patience, whether you're getting married in 2021 or you get married in 2015 or whenever, prioritizing what's the most important to you and being extremely honest with yourself and your person, because that's all that's going to matter. And we saw a lot of couples do that that our clients and couples, you know, do that this year. 
is, I mean, you guys had to do it. You did a great job at it. You did a damn good job. Yes. So, uh, and it's, and that's super important. And it shows maturity in yourselves and it shows maturity and trust in your guys' relationship to make it happen. You know, yeah. it compromises a huge part of a relationship. And to be faced with those kind of things right off the bat, starting your union is a big deal. So I think being able to compromise, have patience, those are two pretty important things for couples. Yeah. And well, one thing that Jeff and I were talking about earlier is couples really having to scale down their weddings so much in 2020 and how we hope that some of that sticks moving forward. Like more intimate guest count and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. We've just found that, and even on a personal level for us, just like personally, like the intimacy of not having to like worry about all these extra things and all these extra people. And, you know, there's just something really special about that. And never heard anyone say they wish they had a bigger wedding. Yeah, never. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at you guys because I'm like, we're so yeah. <laughs> happy that we did a small one. Didn't think I was going to feel that way, to be honest with you. But yeah, really? I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was going to love the day regardless because it was about Join and I coming together and our families. But I was more like, actually, it was, the, it was so bizarre to say this, but it was the getting ready and missing that element with like my friends of seeing other people have this fun time with their friends while they get ready. And, but as much as I did miss having that experience, I mean, I'll have girls nights with them when it's safe again. That's kind of how I see it, you know? And it was, I was mentally in my head more about it than I think I needed to be. I overthought that. Yeah. I think that's one huge thing that brides realize when their day is done what was the most important thing about it and what was what was totally overthought and not worth it at all yeah I mean yeah I I was like should I get these robes I like agonized over robes I'm like who gives a (laughs) I mean I shouldn't say that some people care about that stuff but I bought I bought robes for all my bridesmaids on a Black Friday last year on a discount so of (laughs) course before this pandemic happened I bought 10 robes because I had gotten it from my mother-in-law my mom as well and I'm like okay I feel like I should give everybody their robe now because what am I gonna do with all these robes right. I have <laughs> yes just mail them out yes. by the way <laughs> are you gonna come to my wedding but here's your free robe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I did overthink that for sure <laughs> Yeah, but in hindsight, you know, I think there's so much that goes into weddings these days. There's so, you know, it's an important day and there's so much that goes into it. But I think in hindsight, you really realize what's most important. And I hope that because of everything this year, that that becomes a little bit more clear for future couples of like just keeping it to like what's truly most important to you and your partner. Yeah. Okay. Well, I ask everybody a final question, but before I do that, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience, the listeners <laughs> that I missed? I don't know. Not about us. I'm just curious, like for you, just reflecting back on your day, I'm sure you already talked, I know you already talked about this in your personal episode, but just your experience of being a 2020 bride and how you're doing in hindsight now, like what was your, what are your thoughts and feelings about it all? It's a good question. We haven't gotten to process personally. 
Yeah. So it was rough in the beginning, as you mentioned, trying to figure out what we were going to do. I honestly didn't think when March hit and we had shelter in place, Julian and I were like, eh, September, we're safe. Like not going to have, you know, we're not going to have any issues. Right. No one was like yeah. summer. No way. We'll yeah. Be fine no, by summer. easy. Like no problem. And then when we made the decision in July, all we knew was that we still wanted to get married. We sat down, had that conversation, which was really important of like, what do we want? Put our, our families aside from what they think we should do. You know what I mean? Like, what do we want? And that conversation was really important for us. And when we made that decision, I must say that was the most relieved I have felt in a long time. I had cried <laughs> a few times because I was just like, oh no, I didn't really have a wedding vision from when I was 10 years old, but it, I had a, a vision at that point of what I was hoping that day was going to look like. And so I was really bummed. But then we pivoted. And honestly, the help of the support from you two, from Jane, from our what, original venue that gave us a full refund, that was huge for us. Yeah, Cheers to, to them. To them. Not them. a lot of venues no. yeah. were like that. We were floored when we heard about your experience. I'm happy so for you. We, we were like, yeah. What? We were coming up with like three different scenarios of like, okay, if they don't give us a full refund, can we like negotiate X, Y, and Z? Because we we go there yearly. It's it's a glamping place. But yeah, so and then leading up to the day, I think our mindset because we had made the decision and this is what we're doing. And and it's funny because I remember having the conversations with Jane, like, well, in in the new wedding venue, like, well, your numbers might be able to go up if the California allows you to. And we just said from the jump when we made that decision, no, we're doing our immediate family. We are not changing this. And that was so helpful because it allowed us to stay focused, but it allowed us to just like have one scenario, not like five different scenarios of how our wedding would look. Totally. There's so much anxiety that comes with all the options and questions. Yeah. So, and then of course our wedding day came and it felt like a actual wedding. I know it was like, a micro wedding or some people may even call an elopement because it was only our family, but like it felt so glam and amazing. Yeah, it was. It was so cool. It was the best. It was so cool. One of our favorites ever. Really? Oh, that makes me so happy. I know. I'm probably not allowed to say that, but <laughs> maybe cut that out. <laughs> Whatever. You, you tell every couple this. I'm not going to blame you. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> But like, it really yeah. was special. And you guys, honestly, like, I, we spent so much time with you guys throughout the day. And we were like having so much fun with you. And you made us feel so comfortable. And the pictures turned out, I mean, I look at them all the time still, because Aww. it just literally you bring it to life, you brought it to life for us, even now post wedding. And we get a lot of compliments. So Yes, we really appreciate it. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. So we're we're happy. We're content. But like we are aware, like I have some very close friends that postpone like multiple times and I feel for them. And it's like the time, like we got really lucky in the timing of our wedding. Totally. Hey, you guys had a great little window. Jeff and I were just talking about that. Like it was yeah. a good window. Late summer, early fall was a really nice window. Yeah, because it allowed us to have a little bit better of an understanding of what's going on in this pandemic. And like, I look at my friends that were getting married in April, May, June, and nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew how to handle it, especially like the venues, the vendors. 
everyone thought it was a short-term thing that they're like almost like crazy eyes to them for wanting to postpone, right? So it's, yes, we feel very fortunate, but feel for everybody else. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. You guys are an inspiration to, (laughs) and are going to be definitely like, this whole podcast and everything is just going to be give a lot of brides hope. I know that's what we're hoping. And, and, you know, we want to everybody's story and everybody's journey is different. And that's what we know. And like, that's why I feel like when I say my situation was amazing, like that might not be for some people, right? Some people might really truly not want to cancel their original plan and that's okay. But I'm hoping that through these stories and at least people can get some inspiration, especially if, they can't get married for some reason next year if something goes crazy with the vaccines. Like if they really want to get married, hopefully this gives them some thoughts and inspiration of how they can approach it. Totally. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Building a community. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. We're going to send all our brides. Yes. To get all the tips. Come our way. (laughs) To be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And just do the, you know, like I think sending the message just to try the best they can to enjoy the ride. You know, it's going to be a long yeah. one, but take it, take the ride. It's like you're with your best friend doing this, right? For us, it really helped our relationship, I think. Like we, I mean, this pandemic in general, spending every waking moment together, I mean, <laughs> it's either going to make or break relationships. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then having to also try to figure out this whole wedding thing, which typically drives couples crazy, also added on a layer of communication together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of life skills being yes. by a lot of people. And quickly. compromise and so yeah. many so many things that are really important in a marriage. Yeah. You're getting a crash course. <laughs> Get your helmet on, strap in your seatbelt. Yeah. Keep your hands and arms inside. I take it. <laughs> I, I I call it building my toolkit up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You kind of answered this, but like what has covid taught us and where do you think the bridal industry is going because we both know that it got a little crazy price wise number of guests wise and so forth what do you think this is teaching people well I hope that kind of what we were speaking on before that things are able to stay a little bit more grounded and down to earth and we're probably not the best people vendors in the wedding industry to like be speaking to this because it's not our product that yeah, we can be well, being, we could definitely be a little bit biased on this too. yeah we're there we're there capturing the moments and the and you know what I, I mean like so the big thing that we talked about with what we'd like to see the wedding industry look like or you know i think in our perfect in world. our perfect world <laughs> you know it's i mean it's about the union it's what makes things important is that genuine love and that story of these two people coming together and it that can i say can because it always it doesn't always get cluttered but it can be cluttered by a big wedding and all the agendas that a big wedding can produce and this was something that i thought about way early on in this it was like well you can only have like 10 people that's going to be great I mean, they're, they're they're titering this down to like only the best, the best, the cream of the crop people that are the most special to them. And they're going to seal the deal in front of them. Like how special and cool is this? And all of the nerves and the stress of 
all the other things that, you know, people like Jane take care of, but brides still, I think, can feel that stress regardless of how good planners are and everything. It just comes down to the wedding. And I'm sure vendors are like, shut up, Jeff, shut up, stop, <laughs> yeah. stop talking. But I mean, I guess to, to distill it even more is what we'd like to see, I'd like to see is couples stay involved in their story and be, I guess, just a hundred percent genuine with this. Like yeah. they're getting married for themselves. Their parents are involved, but it's, it's not quite them. It's not their wedding. Right. They when, have you, wedding. when you're married, you're, you're creating your new family and yeah. keeping that in mind and understanding that and like really working on you and your partner, like creating this, you know, your new little tribe. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many people at so many weddings that we've been at reminding the groom and reminding the bride to eat. And it's so funny. That's something that that's presence. That's pure presence and the lack thereof. I mean, you don't even have the presence within yourself to have food on the day you're getting married. And a lot of that's just excitement. You're so excited. But on that note, just being present and being able to be present on your day is so important. Yeah. And it makes some damn good photos. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that we would love to see weddings be as meaningful as they can be and whichever means that is. We're just very much about the marriage and we've gotten pretty good over our years of, you know, working with couples that we work with couples that are very in tune with that and like align with that mm -hmm. and are not about all the fluff, you know, all the extra. And so for the industry, I hope that the industry can move more to that because I think that creates healthier relationships and healthier relationships create a better world. That's yeah. very existential, but <laughs> authenticity is very important. Yeah. Authenticity. yeah. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And probably, I don't know, florists and planners and are going to hate us for saying that, but. You got to have pretty flowers. Keep it. I like pretty flowers I like, are important. Because I like taking pictures of pretty flowers. Yeah. Pretty flowers are so important. Your flowers were unreal. Pretty flowers. Yeah. We loved our flowers. Did you know that I took our the bouquet and hung it upside down? It looks awful now. I really was trying. I was like trying to savor that bouquet, but it was an epic fail. Your flowers were unbelievable. Oh, my God. Shout out to Unique Floral Designs because yes. <laughs> they were the ones they that made it, it magical. It cool stuff. Yeah, they killed it. Yeah. Well, you two, thank you so much for joining Bride to Have Been today. This was lovely. Thank oh, you, Em. This was so, I feel like we chatted your ear off. This was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Well, we love you guys so much and we're so happy for you. And this is amazing what you're doing. You're really like offering a gift to future couples and brides and yeah. yeah thank you kudos to you thank you for listening i'm your host emily lewis follow me on social media at bride to have been and please send me or dm me your covid wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast bride to have been is brought to you by gift pod and produced by studio pod edits were made by noto lab Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.